Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. Looking good, Billy Ray. Billy I'ma just keep it. getting paid. Get those brokers back in here. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. Yeah. Welcome back to the BX, B, BXT, BST, Big Daddy in the house. It's draft day for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'll be going down. It just feels good to be getting back to work, i got to tell you. Even though it's like maybe one or two days a week, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And the big draft is uh, tonight, and it starts on the uh, all along the Cleveland Cavaliers radio network. Also, WTAM 1100. We start the broadcast at 7 p.m. this evening in the east. Uh, Mike Snyder, Tim Alcorn, they'll have everybody, Jim Jones, uh, Austin Carr, Campy Russell, Brad Sellers, the picks. We'll have all the picks. We'll have analysis. We'll have all a really good time tonight on the Cleveland Cavaliers radio network. So that's why I'm doing an abbreviated version of the show today because uh, I got to get down there and uh, set up and run the technical, the, uh, the technical engineering of the broadcast. All right, so normally... You know, it's a financial show, and normally uh, we talk about all the stuff. Well, 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 listen, in a nutshell, right now the market sucks, okay? And we'll get more into that with uh, Bart Slack, our financial analyst, at 1230 uh, right here on the BST. Of course, the only good thing going on right now is my racehorse baby, Tesla, finally going into the S&P. We'll talk about that more. See, all you naysayers who say no Tesla, no Tesla, ha! But anyway, we'll get, in, we'll get into more of that with uh, Bart Slack coming up on the half hour. So I want to tell you, now, understand something before I start, okay? Because I got to tell you a couple of stories about the power of God. I don't want you to say, oh boy, and all of a sudden you turn the channel and say, oh, okay, I'm not a Bible thumper. I'm not a religious fanatic. I'm just a person who has a personal relationship with God, and I know he is real. And once you hear these stories, you will understand why I feel that way. So I'm going to jump right back, jump right into it, all right? So now, uh, me and my brother Jeff go to a memorial on Saturday 
for someone that we grew up with in our neighborhood, Ferris Avenue, 136 and Ferris. Uh, one of our dear friends uh, lost their sister, uh, who we grew up with. We known, we've known this family for 50 years. And the Satterwaite showed up, and the, the Nathans, it was somebody in the Nathans family. We won't get into details, but anyway. So after the memorial on uh, Saturday night, I, uh, me and my brother leave, and my brother says, hey, I'm giving my wife a birthday party tomorrow, meaning Sunday. Uh, her birthday is Monday, but obviously I'll be working, so I'm going to do it on, sa- on, on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be making her, I'm going to do like a Mallorca thing. I'm going to sit there. He's, he's going to have on a robe, uh, you know, a cooking robe, and, and uh, he's going to serve. Now, if you know anything about me, I love prime rib, but I, more than anything, I love seafood. And he said, I'm going to have scallops, and I'm going to have langostinos, and shrimp, and I went, I'm there. He says, prime rib, filet mignon, chicken. Okay, what time? I'm there. I ain't doing nothing on Sunday. You know, if you want to come over and watch the Browns game, we can do that. I go, sounds like a plan. Let's do it. So now my brother lives in South Euclid. So now I head to South Euclid. I leave early because if you know anything about me, I don't like to be late. I don't like to be tardy. If anything, I like to be on time. So I leave about 10 after 1. I know it's going to take me about 40 minutes or so basically to get over there from South Euclid coming from Strongsville. So I get over to my brother's house. I park on the street because people always come and park in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, par- in his driveway and then when I want to leave, because if you know anything about me, I like to leave when I want to leave. So anyway, I park on the street. And now on my way over there, it's a beautiful day. It, it, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a partly sunny, partly cloudy, whatever you want to call it. I got the window down a little bit. I'm listening to some tunes. I get over there. It's about five to one. I get out of my car. Now, my brother says, I'm going to be there, but I won't get there till probably closer to 1.30 because I'm picking up my daughter, Brianna, his oldest daughter, who normally is at home, but she stayed at a friend's house. Okay. So now I get out of the car, five to one. Brown's game starts one o'clock. Get out five to one. I go walk into the door, side of the house. I call Robin because I don't see his wife is Robin. I don't see a car in the driveway. So I'm going, oh, please. God, don't tell me you're not females are. Yeah, I, I called her before I got over there and said, listen, make sure you be there at 1 o'clock because I don't want to miss the game. I don't want to miss the start of the game. Okay, I'll, you know, I call her and she goes, no, I'm here. I still have my car out right now. Okay, yeah, the side door's open. I start walking up the driveway. I get to the side door. The phone rings. It's my brother, Jeff. He says, Marty, I don't know what's going on, but they made the, the teams leave the field at the stadium, the Browns game. I went, what? Browns in Houston, Texans for anybody that's out of town. I said, what? What do you mean? Why? He goes, I don't know. He said they did the national anthem, and then they sent both teams back to the locker room. Okay. All right. Well, let me get in here and find out what's going on. He goes, okay, go ahead. I'll see you in a little while. Now, remember, he's picking up his oldest daughter, Brianna, who stayed over at a friend's overnight. So he's on his way, but he's not going to get there until 1.30. I walk in the house about 102-ish. As soon as I walk in the house, remember I told you it was very nice outside. It was partly sunny, whatever. I get inside. I'm not there two minutes. I go to his man cave room in the back of the house where he says he's got the HD antenna. He cut the cable cord a long time ago. He's on the HD antenna. I get on the, uh, I start trying to get the game. 
on the HD antenna. Now, if you know anything about HD antennas, got to have a nice good stream going because if there's a storm going on, it could kind of mess up the signal. So now the, all of a sudden, I get in the house. It turns from being partly sunny to all of a sudden I hear wind, heavy rain, and hail. I'm going, well, geez, I just got what I'm glad I got here now because it's storming outside. I walk in the house. I say, hey, Rob, how you doing? Rob, Robin is, is upstairs. She goes, hey, Marty, what's going on? Now she's on the phone talking with her girlfriend. She's looking out the window. Girl, it's storming, blah, blah, blah. So now she comes down the stairs. And she goes, hey, hey, Marty, Marty. I go, hey, how you doing, Rob? You know, I go, Rob, I'm glad I got here. It's just, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's storming like hell out there. I know, I know what's going on. It's hailing and everything. Okay. Within a minute or so, a minute and a half, it stops. Everything stops. Now I understand what they mean by the eye of the storm. We'll get to that. Everything stops. I said, okay, well, I'm trying to get this game on, but it's, you know, it's pixelating and everything. And I don't know, Jeff said they sent the players off the field, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, it's good to see you. You know, I hug her. No sooner than I hug her, it was quiet again. Now, remember, wind, rain, hail, just pounding the house but only for about a minute and a half, two minutes. It stops. I hug her. She comes down the stairs. The next thing I know, I hear heavy rain, wind, and I heard the whistle. I hear the whistle, and then the next thing I hear that can only be described as somebody dropped a Mack truck on top of the house. The wind just shook the house and all of a sudden, bada boom. Now understand, it's Sunday. I'm going over to my brother's house because they're gonna watch the game, but it's Sunday. So I got on my jeans and my tennis shoes, but I'm commando. For people who don't know what commando means, I ain't got no drawers on, all right? Now, don't yell at me, it's Sunday. I'm in, re <laughs> I'm in relaxed mode, okay? I hear this sound. Her eyes get big. My eyes get big. Now understand, when they talk about how you have chance to react, no, you don't. No, you don't. Number one, I didn't get an amber alert or whatever alert, bad weather. Now, I don't know if amber is for kids or just for kids or whatever. That alert that you get, and we all get it on our cell phones now, right? The beep, 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 and then there's a flash flood or whatever. I didn't get none of that. I, get, I got no warning. I'm standing there in the back of the house in my brother's man cave. This storm comes through. Doesn't anybody else's house. It takes the tree right in back of the house, eight feet, eight to ten feet from where I'm inside the man cave with my back up against the window trying to get the game on the TV. Now, I told you, I got over there, I had my jeans on, but I'm commando. Now I'm checking because I'm checking to see if I crapped myself in the back, but I didn't. But I definitely soiled myself in the front. I'm all wet. I'm freaking out. What the F was that? And she's going, what was that? We don't know what the hell's going on. So now, we're afraid. She goes, Marty, we got to go. We got to go. And I'm going, go where? Now, again, I'm stupid. 
because the people who have been in tornadoes before, they know it's time to get that when they heard the hail and the wind and the rain the first time, before the calm, before the back of this storm came through. They know to go down to the basement. And I'm sitting there going, go where? I ain't going outside. Three things, we're going to go to the basement. But at that point, the power of God had me. I'm standing there in the man cave of my brother's house in the direct back of the room. Let me show you the first picture. This is, okay, this is, let me get me out of the way. This is in the back of the house, okay? This is the tree that is eight feet, eight to 10 feet from the back of the house, from the room that I'm in, which is this room, okay? Now, if you notice, to the left are the double windows. That's where I am, in the room, my brother's man cave. When I hear what sounds like a mat truck has fallen on the house. Now, if you notice, if this tree is a little bit shorter and fall, it's going to fall right on top of me where I'm standing in that room. I had no shot whatsoever. No shot whatsoever. Again, there's a patio right there behind the, on the, the, the two windows on the left in the back. There's a patio about six feet. Six to eight feet, and then the tree is right at the end of the patio. This big, big ass, monstrous tree that they've talked about before. Okay? All right, so now she says, Let me look out the window to see what's going on. She looks out the window. She goes, Oh my God, Marty, the tree, our tree is fell on the house. And she's hysterical. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I go, holy crap. So that's what that was. I'm still soiled in the front. Okay? So now her next door neighbors come over and say, hey, do you know you got a tree in the, on your house? And she goes, yes, girl. I'm just scared the crap out of me. Me and Marty standing there. We know what's going on. I don't tell nobody that I done peed on myself. Okay? So now she goes, girl, you got to see it. So now Robin leaves the house. She goes outside. They start inspecting the tree and the damage to the house. The tree is on the house. Again, I've soiled myself. So I go upstairs to the bathroom to clean myself up, to try to, <laughs> to, try to wipe some of the front of my jeans up because I was just commando. Had no drawers on. It was Sunday. I'm in relaxed mode. I walk up the stairs. As soon as I get to the top of the stairs, I say, oh, my God, the tree is in the house. Let me get me out the way here. This is the tree in the house that's fell on the house. Notice the sprockets that's coming off of the tree, this part of the tree that's in the house. Now, here's where you get goosebumps. Robin is outside with the next door neighbors. I tell her, Robin, I don't know how to tell you this, but the tree is in, part of the tree is in the house. It's punctuated the roof and everything. She goes, really? Oh, my God. You know, so now remember, this is supposed to be a birthday party for her to that day on Sunday. 
I said, you got to see this, Robin. It's unbelievable. Let me take me out the way real quick for a minute because you got to understand. Robin, I come downstairs and tell them that the tree is in the house, one of the bedrooms. Robin goes upstairs and she gets hysterical. She starts screaming, oh my God, I was just in this room. I was just in this room. And she's going nuts. Now, the next door neighbors are trying to console her. She's crying hysterically. She's th- her knees is going out from underneath her. She's hysterical. Here's what you don't understand, people. See the window behind the tree? She's standing there talking to her girlfriend about the storm. Girl, I don't know what's going on. It's hailing and so on and so on. This is before the tree hits the first time. Before the two minutes, before the second time when the tree, when all hell breaks loose. She's standing at that window talking to her girlfriend and looking out the blind saying, girl, I don't know what's going on, but this is crazy. So now the reason that she leaves the room, this bedroom, this is her daughter's bedroom. It's a daughter's bedroom that my brother has picked up and is coming back to the house. Okay, coming back to the house. Now, Robin's hysterical. She's saying, I was just standing in the room. The reason that she came out of the room was because I had arrived. And she said, girl, let me go. Marty's here, blah, blah, blah. Boy, this, I don't know what's going on with this storm. By the time she gets downstairs, the storm has stopped. But guess what? The power of God. Two things. Number one. Number one, I'm driving over there. If I'm out, if I arrive three minutes later, I'm standing there when this flash tornado or the, or I'm sorry, the hail and the rain and the wind, which was the first time. Because that started two minutes once I got into the house. That's number one. God let me get there coming all the way from Strongsville, about a 40-minute drive. I'm enjoying the day, looking forward to my day, looking forward to my langostinos, my my, uh, shrimp, my scallops, and the prime rib, and the filet mignon, and the chicken, and the whole nine yards hanging out with my brother. I get there. As soon as I walk inside the house for two minutes, that's when the rain and the hail starts and the heavy winds. And I'm going, what the hell was that? But now... She wants to come downstairs to greet me because I just arrived in the house. So she t- she's standing there at that window. And she says, girl, I got to leave. I'm going downstairs because Marty just showed up. She leaves that room and within, she comes down. Hey, Marty Mar. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Boy, I'm glad I got here. The storm is going on. Within two minutes. At the, of her walking out of that room, downstairs to me, hug me. Boy, this is a crazy storm. The storm stops. Everything's quiet. Why? Well, that was quick. Now, maybe I'll know. Okay, I guess I understand why the teams had to go back into the locker room. And the next thing you know, the wind, the whistle, and bada boom. She's standing there, people. Right there at the window, talking to her girlfriend.
you got to understand the power of God. And he let me get there before the first storm happened, before the first one. She's standing in the room. Now, I call my brother. I said, Jeff, I'm sorry to tell you this, man, but I don't know if you're going to have a party. Tree fell on the house, and Jeff, the tree is in the bedroom. When you walk up the stairs to go to the bathroom, when you hang, when you get up to the top of the stairs, you hang a left and walk into the bathroom, or you walk straight, a little bit catacorner to the left, just a little bit, and there's that this bedroom right there that I'm showing a picture of. Brianna, who normally says on Sundays she is sleeping, I mean she is hanging out, that's her bedroom that this tree has come to on. If you look, this is not a big bedroom. There's the wall. You see the dresser at the wall. See the sprockets on the tree. Well, to the right of these sprockets, just oh, maybe three, four feet, is the bed that Brianna, his oldest daughter, would have been laying in, hanging out, texting, or doing whatever she's doing, social networking. But she spent the night at a friend's house, and she wasn't there. And I can't imagine the terror that she would have been through and went through the power of God. I believe I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a born again Christian because I still sin a little. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, okay? I do still, I'm like every other, half the other of, of America, we, we sin, you know, whatever, whatever we sit in with, okay? I eat stuff I still shouldn't eat. I watch stuff I probably still shouldn't watch. The power, I've seen it so many times. And I'm a believer. For you people that don't know, because I got a lot of new audience members that who watch and listen, they listen, listening now. But I'm going to start broadcasting on LinkedIn, I guess, pretty soon too, along with YouTube and Facebook and the and the, uh, the 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 radio apps and the Rogue Radio apps, everything. You can get me everywhere. But I've told this story over the years, and I'm going to tell it to you again. I understand, so you can understand the power of God. Like my buddy Rick, Rooney, Rick Maruniak says, you got to pay attention. When something seems off or something, you just got to pay attention because God will guide you. So back in 1996, uh, uh, we started the Mike Chirisano show, WTAM, 1996. I think it was still 3WE at the time. In 1994, we started the show. In 1996, the, the management comes to me and they want me to be the original Sky Chief Helicopter Traffic, Marty Allen. I was supposed to be the largest in life traffic reporter before Rick Abel, Sky Chief Rick Abel. If you all remember, if you've been listening to TAM forever, you understand. Sky Chief Rick Abel. Well, before Rick, it was me. So I understand I don't like flying, number one. And when, the class, when they had the class in high school, the east, west, north, south kind of thing, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to that class. Because <laughs> if you tell me, yeah, go north on so-and-so and then go, and then go east. It's like, wait a minute, east is left or right? I don't know about east and what, just tell me. Well, the, if you look at the lake, if you're going to, towards the lake, well, how the hell I know where the lake is? I'm a brother from the hood. <laughs> just tell me. Go 77 north, get off the exit ramp and hang a right or a left. Don't tell me east or west. Because I don't know. 
So that was the other reason why I didn't really want to take the job. And because the, tr- the, the weather in Cleveland changes sometimes really quickly. Get that lakefront snow and all this kind of stuff. And I don't want to be up there twice a day. I don't want to be up there from 5.30 till 9 a.m. in the morning and then 3.30, I'm sorry, 2.30 until 6 p.m. in the evening. Flying around in a helicopter doing traffic. So in other words, they convinced me of it. Ray Davis, the program director, convinces me of it. I believe Bobby Hatfield was the program director. They convinced me to do this. But they tell me they got to get me insured. So I said, okay. So the first thing I do is I call Jack Callahan. Used to be of Metro Traffic. He used to be the, the boss over at Metro Traffic. Had to program newsmakers. I was his producer for years on the morning show. I said, hey, Jack Callahan, tell me something, man. I'm up for this traffic job and I'm nervous, but they're offering me another 12 grand a year. So I, I want to take it, uh, 13 grand a year. But I want to take it. But I just ha- now, let me ask you something. Jack, has there ever been an accident with a traffic reporter, the plane, the helicopter? He goes, well, only 16 years ago, and at this time, this is 1996. He said about 16 years ago, there was only one time the, 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 the plane went down in the water and the guy broke his legs, but he survived. I go, okay. So now, finally, that Wednesday, they tell me, we got you insured. This is before the Trivisano show. We got you insured. It's a Wednesday. You're going to start training for to be Sky Chief Helicopter Traffic come Monday. Ray Davis says, Marty, here is Jim Inslee's phone number. He's the traffic reporter. James McVeigh is the, helic- is the helicopter pilot. Call Jim Inslee. He was Walt Wesley on the, on the air here in Cleveland. Call Jim Inslee and he'll give you the, the, the details about starting training on Monday. That's on Wednesday. So... I call him before the trip show. Trip show's an afternoon drive at the time. I call him. I said, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, Marty, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Jim Inslee, we're going to be starting up Monday morning. We'll go up in the morning, be there by 5.30. We, we take off. You're going to sit in the back. You're going to run the camera and see how we do the traffic. Okay, no problem. So now I do the trip show. I go home that night. I go to bed. My dad comes to me in a dream and says, Marty, don't take the job. My dad died in 1992. This is 1996. My dad comes to me in a dream and says, don't take the job. You know how you are about not flying. I know, Dad, but 13 grand, you know, at the time I was making like 22,000 a year. That would have put me at about 35. I love the trip show, but I like money more. So anyway... My dad says, don't take the job. So Thursday morning, I go into work. I go to Bobby Hatfield's office, the program director, say, Bobby, I hate to say, tell you this, but I don't want the job. What do you mean you don't want the job? Bobby, I'm sorry. I just don't like flying. I'm just, you know, I'm sorry, sir. I, I know you went through a lot. of time. We got you insured and everything. God, this is a real pain in the ass, Marty. I understand, sir. I'm sorry. I want the job. That's on Thursday. Now. Ray Davis, he gives me the pink eye, the stink eye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now Monday comes. I'm supposed to start training for this job once in the morning, once in the afternoon. But I just said on Thursday I didn't want the job. Monday, they go up. The helicopter go up. Jim Inslee, James McVeigh, they go up in the morning, do the traffic, go up in the afternoon, do the traffic. Come Tuesday morning, my second day of training to be Sky Chief Helicopter Traffic here in Cleveland. I'm supposed to be on the airplane, on the uh, helicopter. in the morning, I go to get up, I wake up out of my sleep, 8.33, I go to the bathroom, come back, the phone rings, I still had a home phone at the time, my mom, I pick up the phone, hello, mom, Marty, are you okay, 
Yeah, I'm okay. What do you mean? Marty, y'all, y'all chopper went down. Everybody's dead. I fall to my knees. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And I'm just screaming. I'm tears. Everything below the knees goes to sleep. Now I understand when they're going to tell you something terrifying to tell you to sit down. I'm on my knees screaming. Thank you, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The helicopter, the helicopter hit the Forbes Tower on Harvard Avenue, Highland Hills. A blinding windstorm picked up, and it killed Jim Inslee. It killed James McVeigh. The helicopter hit the Forbes Tower and crumbled to the ground. And I was supposed to be on it, training the second day to be Sky Chief Helicopter Traffic. And my dad came to me in a dream and said, don't take the job. And I turned down the job. And I was supposed to be in the back seat of that chopper. So now I call Ray Davis. And Ray's got the call ID. So as soon as he sees me, he picked up. Marty, I'm so sorry. And I'm screaming, Ray, Ray, oh my God, Ray. Ah! And I was I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you. And he's just going, Marty, Marty, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. You can't tell me anything at that time. The power of God. Robin is the same person. I feel like God put me there to get her out of the room where the tree hit. Robin is the same person I've had diverticulitis over the years. Since 2011, Robin is a big wig at the Cleveland Clinic. She takes care of the big movers and shakers. Terry Francona, players when they're injured and they go to the clinic. She's the person who takes care of them, keep their, keep their, uh, their business private. She takes care of the rich and powerful from overseas and over other countries that come in to have surgery or whatever at the Cleveland Clinic. She's the person that gets them the plane tickets and the hotel room and makes sure their stay is pleasant and keep their business private. She's a mover and a shaker. She got me to see all the best. All the best specialists at the Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Vaccaro, who was head of GI. She worked for Dr. Vaccaro, his assistant, for 20 years. She was instrumental when I was going through my, my diverticulitis. Six hospital stays. Six people. Hospital stays. Four of those stays, they asked me, did I want to see a chaplain? Because I was losing so much blood. Half my blood is gone from the, G, the, the GI bleeding. And I looked at him and I said, I know, I need to talk to a chaplain about. No, I don't need a chaplain. I refused to believe it was my time, but she was instrumental in helping me in my, in my time of need. My sister-in-law. And the next thing you know, I arrived there. She leaves that room, out that window, talking to her girlfriend and say, girl, let me get downstairs to see Marty. She's standing at this window. And she comes downstairs, hugs me, says hello. And the next thing you know, bada boom. That, my friends, is the power of God. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not a Bible thumper. You believe what you want to believe. But I have a personal relationship with God. And this is three, just three instances 
every time they thought I was going to die from the diverticulitis bleeding, the GI bleeding. They'd give me blood trans. I probably got more foreign blood in me than I do my own blood. Probably had four out of the six times I got a blood transfusion. And one of those six times I was coming up from the mouth, bleeding from here. Every time I cough, I'm coughing up blood. They thought I had cancer. This is why when people tell me, Marty, you always seem so upbeat. You always seem so happy. I tell you, because I ain't supposed to be here. Two, three, four times over. I ain't even got into the time my car started doing fishtails on the freeway because one of the tires sheared off in the back in the middle of rush hour on I-90 when I was living in East Cleveland. It was almost up by Eddie Road on the shoreway. That's the power of God. Let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company. Oh, my God. I got goosebumps. No, I get in the car. Now, I'm telling my brother that I'm going to go. Because my brother gets there and he goes, well, we're just going to go and stay at a hotel, blah, blah, blah. I say, okay, Jeff. Jeff, I got to go. He goes, oh, yeah. Now, when, when the crisis happened, you run. He's, 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 you know, he's razzing me. And I go, Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you handle your business. You just got to go. But the reason is that I was shook up. I was, I was just no good for anybody. I get to the car, I look outside, and there's no other trees. Nobody else has damage but my brother. It came right from the back in the room that I'm standing in. I get up to the corner to the flashing lights on South Belvoir, and I just stop. And I start reciting the Lord's Prayer. God, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And there's something about we forgive those who trespass and those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You are most powerful, my Lord and Savior. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for blessing Robin. Thank you for the, my brother's oldest daughter not to be laying in that bed. Thank you for letting Robin come walking out of that room because three minutes later, the tree is in the room with the sprockets where she's standing. Oh, my goodness. I apologize. I know. I'm a little animated, but... I couldn't wait to tell this story today. I wasn't even going to do the show because, like I said, I got to get down to the arena right after I get done here. So when we get done with Bart Slack, I got, Bart Slack, I got to get out of here. But you got to understand the power of God. And I'm a believer. And when he told me to stop drinking in 2015, I stopped drinking because he said, you're going to die. If anybody knows me, I, you knew I loved my alcohol. I was not a drunk, but I was an alcoholic. I didn't see a, a, a alcohol yet that I didn't want to mix with some other alcohol and get a buzz. Except for Sambuca, the nastiest crap I ever tasted in my life. I can't stand the taste of black licorice. And that's what Sambuca tastes like. Black licorice. But I stopped drinking. I knew. I've been drinking since I was 16, 17 years. Drinking beer, drinking, drinking Hoppin' Gator. Drinking a gold, golden champagne and pink champagne and Coke 45 and Tiger Pee, Old English 800. Oh, my God, is it nasty, but it's a buzz like a mother. 
God said you got to stop drinking, otherwise you're going to die with this GI bleeding. You've been hospitalized at that time probably three, four times. They had to take me out of the arena twice. Well, once, the day that, the day that Joe Tate came back from his heart surgery was the day I had my first attack. That was 2011, April something. They had to take me out on the stretcher and take me to Cleveland Clinic. And that's when my nightmare started for the next eight years. No rhyme or reason, just come up. And, and sure enough, right after I'd have my surgery, I'd say, oh, okay, I'm okay now. Wait a couple of weeks, I'm right back drinking again. And then I go to the hospital again. 2014, I got walking pneumonia. They put me in the quarantine room because they thought, well, number one, they thought I had cancer. Then they thought, I believe, well, I don't know if it was the West Nile or something back in 2014, which was the disease. Now it's coronavirus. But back in 2014, it was something else. That's the power of God. I probably scared the hell out of Bart Slack. It's both five minutes ago. Anyway, let me finish telling you about Goldberry Roasting Company. Powerful stuff, people. Powerful stuff. My belief and my faith in my Lord and Savior is unwavered because he shows me. He showed me that he is God and that he could cancel all of that out. There would be no game. There would be no party. There would be no langostinos, no shrimp, no scallops, no nothing. He let me know that he was God and that he could cancel all of that in a second. When God comes knocking at the door, you cannot let him go to call to, to the voicemail. That call is going to be taken whether you want to take it. Now, you know how it is when you got bill collectors and you don't take the call? You cannot refuse to take that call. If it's your time, if it's your time. But that's why I live every day to the extent of my life and to the fullest of my life because I never know. I'm 60 years old. Thank God I had the surgery in, in 2019, the colon resection surgery. My main man, at uh, I told you about Dr. Vaccaro who told me in 2015 I better lose some weight because at some point I was going to have to have this colon resection surgery. That's when I started losing the weight. Okay, it had a little bit to do with the 27-year-old all that in the bag of Lay's Wavy Chips, hot little blonde thing that I met in 2015 too. That had something to do with it, but it was mainly because I knew I was going to have to have this surgery at some point. But my main man over at the Southwest, my other heroes, Southwest General Hospital, Dr. Vladimir Dubchuk, the rock star did that surgery on me, and I am here today to speak about it. It was one hell of an experience I went through, something I wouldn't want on anybody. Nobody tells you about this gastro-nasal tube that they put down your freaking throat and in through your nose. Oh, I'm going to stop. Let me get, I'll, I'll get the gold beard in a little bit after we get done with Bart Slack. Let's go to Bart Slack, our uh, financial analyst. My friend, Bart, I got to tell you, brother, it was the most terrifying experience of my life but I always believe that things happen for a reason I walk in two minutes later my uh my sister-in-law walks out of the room where the tree hits two and a half to three minutes later and when she finds out that there's the tree is in there she was just standing there talking to her girlfriend how you doing Flo? well yeah I mean after listening to you today I mean Losing a few a uh, few grand in the stock market is like jump change. Oh, you know, absolutely, it's, it's like nothing. <laughs> it, it means absolutely nothing to me right now because yeah, it was 
It was the most terrifying experience of my life. And and it, the, I know it, it sounds funny, but again, I went over there commando because it was Sunday. I just had my jeans on. And next day, I'm just feeling around, you know, because the sound went through you. It just didn't go through your ears. It went through. It shook the freaking house, man. And I'm thinking, what just happened? And if the house was going to come down, I'm standing there right in the back of the room. Eight, eight to ten feet to where the tree is split and has fallen on the house. The most terrifying thing. All right, brother, let's go. Tell me about. So, are you are, are you commando every Sunday? I'm com- well. No, listen, <laughs> listen. It ain't just Sundays, but basically Sunday is the day. <laughs> Sunday is the day that I recharge the battery. I go and I have a swim from 9 to 10. Then I go and I get me whatever I'm going to eat or cook that day. I like to cook on Sundays and watch the football all day. And so normally I don't go. You can't get me to go anywhere on a Sunday. But my brother said it's for my sister-in-law who has been instrumental in my dealing with diverticulitis and seeing the specialist at the Cleveland Clinic and all that kind of, she's a big wig down there. So she was instrumental in helping me. So when he told me he was giving it that her birthday was Monday, two days ago, but he was giving her a party on Sunday because he sells BMWs. He's got to be at work on Monday. I said, I'm there. And therefore, I went there because I want to support her for all the things she did for me when I was going through my health crisis. Man. Deep, brother. Deep. That's why when I see you, I always tell you I love you because I know I ain't supposed to be here three, four, five times over, but I still am, and I'm very, very happy to see the sun come up every morning. You know, and I'll never forget the time. I remember the time, uh, you know, with the with the helicopter crash when you were supposed to. I remember that. Yes. Uh, uh, talking to you shortly thereafter, I go, "Oh my God, I, that's amazing stuff." There is, you know, you know, God's been looking out for you. Yes, He has, Bart, I, and I Man. believe it. And eleven, eleven for anybody that doesn't know, eleven, eleven. I when. It, for whatever reason, even at in the morning and 11, 11 at night, for whatever reason, I'm looking at TV, I'm doing whatever, I just pop up and look at the clock, and it says 11, 11, and I get goosebumps. And I've told everybody about it, what is it about 11, 11, and then I looked it up, and it says something about the angels watching over you or something like that. Supposedly, it's good. Really? Yes. So last night, I'm sitting here thinking about how I'm going to tell the story on the show today, and I'm just talking to myself, and I do this a lot. I, I have conversations with myself in bed because I'm single. I got nobody else to talk to, and I'm yeah. a talker. And so I'm sitting there talking. I'm going on how I'm going to tell the story, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, boom, I get the, I get the chill. I look over, and the clock says 11-11, and I just start freaking bawling. Holy wow. crap. Holy crap. If I need any more reasons why God is most powerful, Yep. Here's another one. Anyway, okay, brother. Have you ever had a dream that your father appeared to you uh, before or since that? I, I I have had a dream that I was sitting having dinner with my mom, who I lost in 2008, right. and my dad in, in 1992, and we were all sitting around the table at Thanksgiving dinner, and we were just crying on, and telling them how good it was to see them. And I have a fantasy in my dream in my dreams that in his Luther Vandross dance with my father, you know, and I, if I had the chance, the opportunity just to hug my dad, and I know it's not just me, it's anybody who's lost 
a, a, a mother or a father. You just want one more chance. And it co- it gets yeah. heavy to you, you know, when it gets to be Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's because that's when we used to have the huge parties, the 4th of July. And yeah. that's when I really think about my mom, all the different pies and the cakes and stuff she made on Thanksgiving. And I'd say, God, what well, just... One more opportunity to hug her and kiss her and tell her I love her and smack her on the ass like I used to do. And she chased me around the house, you know what I mean? My mom had a bubble booty, and I would just smack her while she was sitting there cooking. And then I'd run, and she, you know, it was one of those things that we did. And so memories, my brother. Memories, yeah. that's all you have. You keep the good memories in your heart because even though they're not here in physical they're here in spirit, and I believe that they watch over me. And somebody was watching over me on Sunday to get to that house just before the first storm hit. And then she comes walking yeah. down the stairs out of that room where that tree hits with all those sprockets sprouting out and comes downstairs. And that's when we heard the boom like a Matt truck being on the house. And it Unbelievable. Was, I know, brother. I get goosebumps. I still, it's been three days now, and I still got goosebumps. Yeah, me too. I mean, I saw the pictures and stuff, and the uh, timing of what happened, uh, it's incredible. Oh, my gosh. She was so hysterical. She yeah. Was, she starts screaming. Once I tell her, hey, Robin, heard her next door neighbors, I say, hey, by the way, I don't want to make it worse, but part of the tree's in the house. So she goes upstairs, and she just starts screaming, hysterical. The next door neighbors got to hold her up. She's like, I, I was just not in this room. I was just in this. She's just freaking hysterical. Um, I I got her, I got there, got her out of that room, whoever got her out of that room, thank you, my Lord and Savior. All right, so everything that I've been saying for the longest time, I always tell you Tesla is my number one, and now, finally, they go into the, they're going into the S&P 500, yep. I believe, on December 2nd. Tell me, give me your thoughts on this whole thing. Well, we've been, you know, we've kind of been talking about, uh, Gee, since you've been doing this show, that you know Tesla was on the verge of being uh, uh, added to the S and P, and we uh, and what what that might mean. Well, n- now we know what it means. It's been it, it has been added. Uh, I guess uh, on that basis alone, uh, the the market cap of Tesla went up by thirty one billion dollars yep. in in one day. Uh, 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 Elon Musk made nine or six billion dollars. Just on that uh, fact alone, when when uh, that announcement comes in, uh, and it just shows you what 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 happens, uh, what can happen when a when a stock gets gets added to the S and P, and and I guess Tesla is now the largest uh, the largest stock to be added. I mean, when when it was added, it, it's it's the largest market cap uh, of of any stock uh, on the day. That it was was added to the S and P. So a lot of people are saying, "What took so long? Why why did they wait so long?" But uh, as you had mentioned, you know they need to show. Uh, I think it's four four quarters of gap earnings before they can be considered uh, for the S and P. And then Tesla just did that this year, so that's part of the reason it took so long. Um, but you know it's it's going to make you think about uh, you know what other stocks are sitting out there. That uh, you think should be added to the S and P, and are just waiting um, uh, to to get added. You know, you, you got you got stocks, you got some big stocks out there that are not in the S and P. Believe it or not, uh, like like Zoom. Yeah, I was doing some homework, and uh, Zoom is out there. They they they're a pretty big company, and they're 
they're not they're not in the S and P. Um, uh, you've heard of uh, Lululemon, the uh, apparel uh, that that that's another big company. They're not in the S and P. Um, you know, and some of these tech tech companies are sitting out there, very big companies that have not been added to the S and P. And uh, some people are saying, you know, they're not going to, they don't want to become overweighted with with tech companies in that index. So that may be something working against some of these big companies that are not allowed in the S&P yet because a lot of them are tech companies. And I think the S&P is going to say, hey, we don't, we don't want to be, you know, exclusively a, a tech index. So maybe we won't admit to like Zoom and uh, uh, some of these other ones. But it just shows you what happened with Tesla is what uh, shows you what can happen when you get added to one of these indexes. All right. Talking to financial analyst Bart Slack now. Understand- did you do you, you get uh, back into Tesla? I was, that's exactly what I was leading into. I got out because of the uh, impending election. And yeah. I said that I would wait until afterwards. Now, I've been watching it. You know, and it wasn't doing much. It earned a few dollars one day and then back another. But you got to remember, before I put a big chunk of money down on my condo, I was buying 30 and 40 shares of Tesla. I was a big dog, okay? Yeah. I was in there when the wave started. I bought in at 983, three shares, and went up to 1744. I sold, made a chunk of money. Then it came back down to under 1500 while I was out, came to 1497. I go, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to jump back in. I jumped back in at 1497, four shares, jumped back in at 1660 or 1604 with another four shares. And then I had eight shares, and then right after that, they said, hello, we're going to split. And I went, oh, yeah. And then the sucker went from <laughs> from there to almost 2,500 a share yep. before it split. And then the first day it split, it started uh, uh, running on the split, which I believe was August 31st. It made another $2,200 on that first day of the new one, and I said, I'm out and that's where I made a lot of my money, just on eight and three the first time, 11 shares of Tesla. But anyway, I said, I'm going to stay out and just wait to see what this thing is going to go and see what Trump's going to do, the lawsuits or whatever. And then I noticed the first couple of days after uh, Biden got uh, was uh, projected to be the winner, the stocks, was, the market was doing very nicely. I still stayed out. The problem is is that once I saw the report, it came out, of course, after the damn market closed, it said that they were now going to be included into the S&P. Sure enough, I went to check Yahoo Finance. It was up already 50 bucks. And I knew at that point, the the old me would have started buying right away. But the new me understands that that was people doing off-market hours trading and buying. And I knew that once the market opened up the next morning, that those profit takers would be the ones taking all their money out and that, that it would drop down. And it did. It dropped down to about 37, I think it made on the day. Now, up again, the day is up 26. But again, I'm going to wait because I can only buy a few shares now, whereas before I bought a lot of shares. And I, Big Daddy likes making a lot of money at one time instead yeah. of just a few bucks. And I don't want to risk my money until I get back to work with the Cavaliers, which is coming. I'm going to draft the day, and we start the season December 22nd. Once I start getting the capital enough again, since I've paid the money to the uh, condo guy, now I can start going ahead and buying Tesla again, which I plan. But I'm thinking about getting a couple shares before December 2nd or whenever the hell it's going to be coming in there. 
Uh, before it actually hits the uh, S&P? Yes, and that was going to be my next question to you. Should I wait and get in before, or should I wait until after they're in? You know, uh, I've been reading a couple of things on Tesla that said, you know what, um, you may want to wait. That's what uh, I'm thinking. Until it maybe passes some uh, a level where it was – it's like all time high was around five hundred something. Yes, it was close uh, to it was about four ninety seven, I think, on the first day after the split. It was about four ninety seven, if I believe. It might have hit five hundred a share, but it was right around five hundred a share. And then all right. of a sudden, of course, the big crash happened on that Thursday and right. the, the market correction, blah, blah, blah. And it's been down here ever since, you know. Yeah. A lot of times you wanna wait to see um if a stock's got enough momentum and support to pass um, a recent high, you know what I mean? Okay. And, and Tesla's high uh, over the last several months was like around 500. So uh, some of the thinking is, you know, a lot of people, uh, if they're going to dump it, they might, they might run it right now for a little bit. As it approaches its all-time high, then they'll say, okay, let's get out. Um, but if there's enough support behind Tesla stock where it can, it'll pass – uh, it'll exceed its all-time high. Then there's a there's a chance that this thing could run for a little bit. So uh, I might actually uh, get into Tesla if it if it if it gets to about 500 or a little bit above 500, which is like its its all-time high. Then I, I think it's going to it may go higher. Oh, that may be okay. the time. Maybe wait until you see what happens as it approaches its all-time high, and then uh, and then make a decision after that. Okay. All right. So uh, once again, talking to financial analyst Bart Slack. Uh, one more question before we let you get out of here. I got to get down yeah. to the arena. But uh, Pfizer and BioNTech. Yeah, I've been telling people about BioNTech for months. Yeah. It's the German company. Well, the reports came out that it was ninety percent, and then all of a sudden, BioNTech took a bump. Pfizer took a little bit of a bump, but then all of a sudden. Uh, and then, of course, Novavax and Moderna started going into tankers, whereas Catalan, who was going to uh, produce all of Moderna's vaccines, uh, mass produce it. And then all of a sudden now it came out yesterday that now they're saying they're 95 percent uh, effective against coronavirus. On, on the and, Pfizer, on, on the Pfizer vaccine. Yes, on Pfizer, yeah. which is in partnership with BioNTech. OK, yes. so now would you again one more same thing as Tesla? Would you wait Right now, or would you jump in and grab some uh, while it, while they're hot and sexy and in the news about possibly having one that's ninety five percent effective? On Pfizer, boy, I don't know. I I <laughs> that kind of scares me because me too. Uh, it, a lot of the action <laughs> right now is on the news of uh, of this uh, of this vaccine, uh, and it's just if you look at a at a graph of Pfizer, I mean, this thing has been. Up and down, and shooting up, and 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 then back down. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that are that get in for a short period of time and then get out. Yeah, I, I I don't I'm not sure I'm uh, too wild about a stock like that. Okay, okay, that makes sense to me. I again because I'm just waiting on. I, I'm in the middle not to tell all my business to the audience, but the audience know I'm I'm, I'm honest as, as can be. I'm waiting on my federal government extension the 13 week extension yeah because my regular unemployment ran out about three weeks ago so now they told me okay you're eligible for 13 week uh but this will now come from the government so now i've been filing every week it's uh, uh, uh monday was my third time filing 
since they told me that I can start getting the extra 13 weeks, but I still haven't seen any money. So I'm just being careful in the market. I'm letting my money sit on the sideline until I start rolling with the Cavaliers. We really don't start really get rolling until the season supposedly opens back up on the 22nd, which means that by the middle of January, when I get that check, then it'll be back to almost a normal paycheck, and then I don't have to worry about the unemployment one way or the other. So therefore, my point is to that long uh, uh, answer is that I'm just sitting and waiting because I like, Bart, I like buying in bulk. I like buying 40 shares, 50 shares, 100 shares, depending on the money. And that's how I made my Tesla money, by buying 30 shares, you know, and then 40 shares. Yeah. That's just where I made my money. When I'm only got, if I'm only going to jump in and get three, four shares, you know, and it goes up 10 bucks, 40, 50 bucks don't mean anything to me. But when yeah. I was making a grand and 1200 and, and stuff like that, 1400 a day, that was when I was really excited. So I would rather sit on the sideline and wait for all this dust to settle, maybe yep. even to the first of the year, you know? Yep, that's probably, that's probably smart, smart, especially with, you know, Pfizer. Uh, like I said, I think a lot of this is, is emotional stuff. I think some of the fundamentals, you know, Pfizer's, Earnings and sales have kind of been flat. So, so if you just look at it on on a fundamental basis and and strip away the hype with this uh, vaccine, uh, the company itself, you know, you got to wonder if if it merits uh, an, an investment or, or not. It's just kind of flat. You got it, Bart Slack, financial analyst. Thank you so much. Sorry, sorry, I had to cut a little bit short today, but I got to get down to the. No, arena. God bless you. All right, thank you, my brother. Take care. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye bye. We'll get you a financial update next week, obviously, uh, back on track with the uh, format of the show. But uh, I got to get downtown. Let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company. The the good part about last night when I was sitting and laying in bed thinking about uh, what I was going to talk about and how I was going to present my stories uh, about what has happened to me and everything and bring up the tra- uh, uh, Sky Chief helicopter traffic, all that kind of stuff. I had made some uh, Guatemala. Guadalajara. <laughs> Hey, what do you want from me? I'm a brother from the hood. Guadalajara. Uh, I made a pot of Guadalajara coffee, and I laid in bed. And then what I do for show prep is, uh, again, because I got nothing but time on my hand. I'm a single guy, no kids, no nothing. But I do have a goddaughter that I raised from three years old, Sharita Mays, and today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Sharita. Uh, Best daughter dad can have. Uh, Daddy says happy birthday, and she's probably, what, 36, 37 today? I raised her from the age of three until she was probably 16 years old, so uh, today is her birthday, and she loves her job at Amazon, by the way. Amazon pays very nicely. I told you last week about my buddy Rob Hagel, who was an Amazon driver. Well, she works on the line where you the boxes come through, and you got the items you're supposed to put in the box, and she makes twenty two fifty an hour. I went, crap, that's nice. That's better than a Walmart greeter. <laughs> Anyway, Goldberry Roasted Company Club was absolutely delicious, and I was able, uh, it even helped with my goosebumps. It didn't help my uh, front of my jeans being soiled from the tree falling on the house, but it did help <laughs> with my nerves because I'm still got goosebumps. I'm still pinching myself. But anyway, go. I knew what the number one thing to help me would be some Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. Go there right now. GoldberryRoasting.com. GoldberryRoasting.com. And put in the coupon code BST. B is in boy. S is in Sam. And T is in uh, Tom or Big Daddy Stock Tips. BST. Goldberry BST. You get 10% off your order. And uh, there's some absolutely delicious coffee. Goldberry Roasting Company. Damn good coffee.
Okay, again, I guess I went the whole hour anyway. I love you guys. Uh, let's go Cavs. Let's get a, a good pick going. And uh, I, uh, God willing, I will see you back here next Wednesday at uh, the noon hour time. But I had to tell the story. I said to myself, well, you know what? The stocks, pretty much the stock market is up and down every day right now. There's no stability. It's very volatile. So I'm just going to keep my money on the sideline. But I said, you know what? I got to tell the people this story because that's the power of God. I don't ever preach to you. I never tell you what stocks to buy. I never tell you what God to worship. I'm saying have your personal relationship with God. Some people have a personal relationship with God and they don't go to church on Sundays. I'm one of those people because I'm either working or uh, I do so much Monday through Saturday that I need to recharge the battery on Sundays. I do. And so therefore I could still though have my conversation. I talk to myself all the time in bed, all the time. And it could be me prepping for this show or it could be me talking to God. And just thanking him for the many blessings, particularly every morning when I wake up and open my eyes and see, excuse me, no matter what's going on outside, whether it's snowing, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, cloudy, it's another beautiful day. All right. Let's go, Cavs. Let's get a good pick. I'm ready to get back to work uh, sometime by the middle of December. I love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. I'll get back to just doing financial stuff next week. But, uh, boy, by the way, what a running game we got. We got Mack and Biner back in town for the Browns. But better, these two, Chubb and, and Hunt, are just the bomb. All right, I love you guys. See you next week on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Make every day like your last. See ya. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. I'm going to just keep getting paid. More money, more money, more money. Get those brokers back in here. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. This has been a big, sexy Marty Allen production. You don't always get a happy ending. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Focus back in here! Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on!